Father, thank you for your goodness, your grace, and you are miracle-working God. Thank you for taking Jemima all over the place <laughs> and bringing her back safely and helping her overcome that fear of flying, Lord. Indeed, you are great, Lord. And Lord, for bringing this beautiful family, Esther's family from Singapore here to be in your presence, Lord. It is you who have brought them. And as your word said, Lord, you will bring families, my families, Lord, into your kingdom, Lord. Lord, as the blessing of Abraham, that you bless Abraham and, they, and many families on this earth will be blessed. We thank you for this promise fulfilled in Beautiful Ashes Ministry as Lord, everyone will come into your presence by families, Lord, to worship you and thank you and give honor to you. And right now, Holy Spirit, I acknowledge you as the greatest teacher and revealer of truth. I ask that you think through my mind and speak through my mouth and let your words go forth, not in my own human wisdom, but in demonstration of your spirit and power that the faith of your people will rest in you and your power in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise the Lord. So wonderful to have the Holy Spirit. Without him, we will just be doing our own thing. But God sent, Jesus went up after he has finished his work of redemption so that you and me can be born again. Yes, Brother John? <laughs> New creation in Christ Jesus. And then he didn't leave us alone here. He sent the Holy Spirit. All right. Live inside us because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. So when he lives inside you, what will happen to you? <laughs> yeah. Someone who is the third person of the Trinity who came all the way from heaven to live inside you. And what will he do in you, for you, through you? And let's see today what God is doing in these last days, right? Before the coming of the King. Because all of you are his precious sons and daughters and will be part of parcel of this end time. Just now we had a, a song, right? I think we sang for the first time where uh, a lot of Hebrew words, but then we had the English, not say a lot, but more than usual, but we had the English translation and it said that God put us here, he brought us here, he keep us here for such a time as this, Esther's verse. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So no accident that this song came in and you are here, all right? And for the whole family, all of us, all right? We are born for such a time as this, for what? And today we will know for what is the most glorious time right, that's happening all over the world, right? Jemima went to US, all over the world. So it's not only just happening here in Beauty for Ashes. Something is wonderfully happening, right? We have seen revivals from uh, in the book of Acts, right? There was the first instance of the church, right? Being filled with the glory of God when the Holy Spirit came. And then after that revival, and when the church age went into a bit of a dark age, right? Then the Lord brought in revivals. Right. Wesley, John Wesley, and uh, many others, Charles Finney, okay, who, whom the Holy Spirit felt they were just 
Methodists, right? They had just, you know, have the word of God, but somehow the fire was not there. And they got baptized by the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, and revival started. Then you have, as you move along, Pentecostal movement, the charismatic movement, the Azusa Street revival. Whoa! That, and today, today, in the last days, it's going to be a revival, not just of the gifts of the Spirit, or of the speaking in tongues, or of healing. It's a revival of the very presence of the Holy One, of Jesus Christ. That we will be consumed with his presence as we worship the lord as we worship the lord many churches all over the world some have, have many have heard that's why you must be in a place where the holy spirit have his say where the holy spirit is moving and the angels in heaven are worshiping the lord right when day and night okay we'll, we'll join them one day forever eternity but right now that's what's happening in the throne room and what's happening on earth is that the holy spirit is coming down and taking his church joining the church the believers in worshiping god and many churches have uh, have testified that they heard while they were worshiping while they were singing they heard angelic singing above the, 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 the church, the people singing. And I believe that a long time, about 30 years ago, in my uh, earlier ministry, during one prayer meeting, when uh, we were praying in tongues and worshipping the Lord, and I remember that one time where I heard clearly angelic singing. It was a higher pitch. It was different you know they, they, they are they are they are singing the pitch is higher than ours so we cannot reach that pitch but you know that it's not human being singing and that was when god took me to listen to hear the heavenly realm angels singing and i believe that today there's going to be an outpouring right where we join together with angels we join together with the hosts of heaven in worship especially because God dwells in the praises of his people when all your hearts are as one, right? Where we don't looking, not looking at the worship leader, not looking at the choir or whoever it is, but our eyes are on Jesus, the King of Kings. And therefore the Holy Spirit will come and take everyone into that higher realm. To this uh, 30, 31st December, right? Where most churches have watch night and we used to have that, nothing wrong. This time, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me and said, we're going to have a Thanksgiving night. Worship, we will all be in Zoom because the next day is service. So we will have all in Zoom. So we will see all of you too, right? On the 30, 31st night where we will worship at the same time. Thanks, thank the Lord. No need to watch the night. <laughs> okay, but thank the Lord for a wonderful year. One, whether which part of the year, especially this year, has been wonderful for us, where he, the Holy Spirit showed us revelations from the Hebrew letters and the Hebrew words. It has tremendously changed my life, you know, to a deeper level of uh, knowing Him, and I'm so grateful, you know, to that for that. And I believe that God has done wonderful things in your lives too. And there's one, some powerful thing in thanksgiving because when we go to heaven for eternity, what are you going to do? <laughs> no more cooking, 
<laughs> although uh, for Elijah will be out of job. <laughs> yeah. So uh, whatever we have desire, love to do on this earth finished, what will we be doing in heaven? Not on the cloud playing harp, right? But we will be worshipping and thanking him from day, day and night, worshipping, thanking him because we do not deserve this heaven, you know, that he graciously gave to each one of us. Even we don't know him, even those who didn't really serve him, right? Yet in his grace, Jesus died on that cross so that we can share heaven eternally with him. That's our eternal home and forever grateful. So we don't want to have any regrets going there, although Jesus will wipe away all tears. But on this earth, before he comes, now is the time. <laughs> now is the time to worship. Now is the time to serve him with the rest of our days because his coming is super near. Amen. Let's go into today's what the Holy Spirit has for us. God is preparing you for greater things. Greater things. Hallelujah. Everyone say greater things. Amen. Amen. God is preparing you. Brother John, Sister Linda, Shalom, yeah, Esther, Lydia, Rebecca, double Rebecca, double power. <laughs> Hannah, okay. Uh, Ruth, Madeline, Elijah, and Abigail. And all those in Zoom. Okay, don't forget them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cheng Lan, all right, Sarah, Jemima, Elisha. Why I call names? Because God calls us by name. He does say he didn't call you A. <laughs> a, A, you know. He gave each one a name. Even he gave the authority to Adam when he created Adam to name the animals. Name, words are very powerful, right? Because they got meaning, they got power. So in your name, that is power to fulfill your destiny. Now God is preparing, right? And has been preparing. May we know today, without any shadow of doubt, that God is preparing us for greater things. So what are these greater things? So like this picture, right? From the cross, if you pass through that door of the cross, the tap or covenant or door, that is the greater thing beyond the cross beyond the cross. So we all know at the cross, we receive our salvation, forgiveness of sins. Now don't just stay there <laughs> because Jesus rose from the cross and he went up so that our lives today, right? It's not going to just live at the foot of the cross and say, God, forgive me, please forgive my sin. Right today you heard during communion, Jesus already forgiven our sins for once and for all. Yeah, but how do we live? We're going to live beyond the cross, okay? For the Lord Jesus. That's where the greater things come in. Trying to figure out how to move this. All right. Let's go. Haggai chapter 2, verse 6 to 7. For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more, it is a little while, I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land. I will shake all nations. All nations have been shaken today, right? Especially after the COVID, <laughs> during the COVID. <laughs> they shall come to the desire of all nations, which is Israel. And I will fill this temple 
with glory, says the Lord. So Haggai, the prophet, was at the time of the building of the temple, all right? The second, uh, uh, second temple. So today will be the third temple. Okay, so he's going to fill this temple. The temple is the place of worship, right? Which David, King David, had in his heart. So what did King to build for the Lord? So what did King David want? He said he was a man who loved God, right? A man after God's heart. A shepherd boy who started from young and God prepared him for his kingship. All right, but of course he doesn't know, right? <laughs> and most of us don't know what is ahead of us, but God knows. And he had the desire to build God a temple at that time. For God, what's a temple for? To habitate, right? To stay there. So temple in the physical is a building, a place. Okay, but we see today, what do you mean by the glory in the temple? The silver is mine. Now this is God say, and gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. Okay, let this statement by God sink deep into our hearts. <laughs> the whole world silver. The whole world got a lot of silver or not? <laughs> got a lot of gold or not? Because when God created this earth, he put all the minerals into the earth, right? Where did all this come from? Under the earth, right? Okay, so God says, he put it there, belongs to who? Who's God? My God. <laughs> yes, John, your God owns all the silver, belong to him, all the gold, and this represents the riches, all right, of this world. Belongs to who? God, our God, Jehovah, okay? And then, do you know? When he when we when we tithe and when we offer, we offer with silver and gold, right? I mean turn into money, right? All is from this earth. When we go to heaven, we got no more chance and God don't need our money and offering or tithing in heaven. So while we have opportunity here, that's where what he has given us, we can give him back the 10% that belongs to him and the rest sowing he's giving us such a privilege of enjoying the fruits right of our labor but the wonderful thing is actually this morning only because when i first put this in i also don't have this revelation but this morning you know as i was bathing and all that oh, that's the time when the holy spirit will speak to me again i say hey you know you people start telling me that i only need you i only want you to tithe and offer now in heaven, no need already. <laughs> oh yeah, God. <laughs> it's not that, you know, in heaven we're going to still tithe. But the tithing is mainly for us. Right? But we need to know that everything belongs to God. And He wants to open heaven to bless us. So yesterday we learned about El Shaddai. And this morning when I saw the our clip, you know, the morning before this, then I saw uh come into the presence of El Shaddai. I put that, uh, that sentence there some time ago, and then Evelyn put it, Elsa put it into slides. I said, that time I didn't even have the full revelation of El Shaddai, the yesterday's revelation yet. But that's what I put in, because many churches will say, come in to the name of the church. <laughs> but we come in to the presence of El Shaddai. Anyone can still remember what's El Shaddai? 
Hoy, ayer sa iyo ni. The might almighty teeth. <laughs> Don't be shy, right? Why you're so scared and so shy? Don't look in the think of it in the physical. Think of it in the spiritual, right? That God is not only strong and powerful, Aleph, He is a almighty teeth flowing. That's why it says the promises, the land is flowing with milk. Milk and honey, sustenance. It's sweet, it's not bitter. God's blessings in the promised land. This is your El Shaddai, the Almighty One. Where? I need some more. Everything belongs to Him, right? Silver and gold. The future glory of this temple will be greater than its past glory, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. And in this place, I will bring peace and I, or shalom. <laughs> okay, that's it. In this place, I will bring peace. You know, the world is looking for peace. Thank you. They're fighting, right? In the Middle East. For what? For peace. Everywhere is about peace. Peace is just like the, yesterday we learned a bit, right? This, the chaos is destroyed. When you say, I have, don't have peace of mind. Oh, I give you a piece of my mind. <laughs> that way it's P-I-E-C-E, -E, okay? So P-E-A-C, the piece of mind is the, the mind that has no peace, <laughs> right? That's when you say, I give you a piece of mind, it's blah, 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 blah. I'm scolding you, right? So, but this, the peace that Jesus gave is the shalom, right? Where the chaos, the worries are all destroyed by your daughter Shin, <laughs> right? Okay, so this place, what place? The temple of God, right? Today we're going to see where is this temple of God, the future glory of this temple that will be greater. Greater means bigger, more magnificent, more glorious. And we first want to see the first temple. All right, the first temple was built by, so at first they had, uh, in the uh, children of Israel, they built only the tabernacle in the wilderness, right? So there was no temple. It was the of the covenant that they carried then came david's time and david was a boy that got prepared <clears throat> excuse me it <clears throat> got prepared from young for a mighty purpose okay so yesterday i heard some of you how god prepared you from young already okay so let's let's go on first so first he said the future glory will be greater. So let's look at the first glory of the first temple, which was built, uh, prepared by David, but built by, built by who? Excuse <coughs> me. Built by his son Solomon. Okay, First Chronicles 22, 1 to 5. <clears throat> then David said, this is the house of the Lord God. And this is the altar of burnt offering for Israel. So David commanded to gather the aliens. <laughs> it's not the aliens from outer space. In the Bible, it means the foreigners. Okay, those foreigners in uh, Israel who were in the land of Israel. Yeah. And he, uh, so <laughs> no aliens at that time. Okay. Uh, Elsa is not here. Elsa is the only alien. <laughs> because if you all know her, right, she got purple, pink hair. Okay. And he appointed. Masons to 
uh, hewn stones to build the house of God. So that was the first temple, the physical house of God. And David prepared to build this house for God in abundance for the iron, in abundance for the nails of the doors of the gates, for the joints and bronze in abundance beyond measure. Look at this word, everything is abundance. And cedar trees in abundance for the Sidonians and those from Tyre brought much wood to David. Okay, so David preparing to build a huge temple, a building to have to house the Lord's presence. And everything was in abundance, all the materials. If you are a con contractor or construction, you would love to be in David's time. <laughs> everything is there. Now David said, Solomon, my son, is young and inexperienced, and the house to be built for the Lord must be exceedingly magnificent, famous, and glorious throughout all countries. The first temple that was built by this King David, who was a, he started as an ordinary boy, yeah? he had this in his heart, that when he wanted to build this house for the Lord, he wants it to be exceedingly magnificent, famous, and glorious throughout all the world. All right, all the countries. This, but now you can see a little bit also why God said, call David a man after his heart, right? Because he wanted to build the house for the Lord. So I will now make preparation for it. And David made abundant preparations before his death. So he had in mind a very magnificent, famous, glorious building, temple. Okay, when you want to build for your, if you have, you build for your children, for someone you love, you want it to be, uh, how many rooms you want, <laughs> you know, how big is the kitchen, how big, you know, right? If you, especially uh, men who want to build a house for their beloved wife, don't tell me he just give her one small little kitchen, <laughs> right? To, for him, God, right, is the one that he loved the most, David. And want to build a house for who to dwell? God to dwell, right? The beloved, God. That's why he's called the beloved of God. Same like John in the New Testament. Indeed, I have taken much trouble to prepare for the house of the Lord. So that means no chin chai bo chai. <laughs> a lot of work, a lot of trouble just in the preparation. Okay, for, for what? Not for the Lord, for the house of the Lord. Very specific. Okay, the Bible is very specific. Don't become blur blur. Okay, God is very clear. Then what did He prepare? One hundred thousand talents of gold and one million talents of silver and bronze and iron beyond measure. Already cannot count, for it is so abundant. So this may sound okay difficult for us to understand. What is 100,000 talents of gold and 1 million talents of silver. So let's check it out. As the talent was 1,000 shekels, the shekel, according to the mosaic weight, worth about 2 shillings and 6 pence, the silver would thus amount to 375 million pounds. Is it a lot? <laughs> okay. And the gold, 450 million pounds okay so just this alone is 
a lot. That's why today, even up to date, Time magazine says that King Solomon is still the richest man on this earth. More, if you count all the, the things that God blessed him with and his assets and everything, more than Bill Gates and whoever. This is the God of Israel, right? Our God. Okay? That's why he said the silver and the gold is mine. So what David was doing is getting the silver and gold that God gave him. But in his life, he prepared all this and gave it to build God's house. So amazing. This money seems to be the fruit of the spoils and wars which David had engaged, right? Won a lot of wars, right? That means he's successful, right? In his uh, wars, the time the Jews have a lot of wars to conquer all the other enemy country. And whenever they conquer another country, right? God said, take all that those enemies had belong to them. And David didn't keep it in his storeroom. <laughs> he used everything that he had, everything. Okay, enormous sum was laid out for the Lord's house. Whatever he received, he kept it to build a house for the Lord, for his God. Thus was all the accumulation of David's life is consecrated to God. In fact, in Chronicles, he said that, of all, I didn't put it in, of all that you have given us, I have given it to you. Whatever I've given to you is actually what he has given to us. If we understand, right, that God owns the silver and gold and all everything, it is his goodness that today we got a job. Today we got money coming in, right? If not, we don't have. That's why it is whatever that's now uh, who shared about tithing, right? which belongs to the Lord and is a new covenant. It, it's testifying, it's giving to Jesus, right? In uh, Hebrews, it says it's giving to Melchizedek because Abraham tithed. Abraham was not under old covenant, Mosaic covenant haven't come in yet. But Abraham took a tenth of his spoils and tithed unto Melchizedek. And Melchizedek is a representation of Jesus Christ. And when you are able to type, it's a testimony that Jesus is alive. Yeah, because if he's dead, he cannot bless you. But today he's alive, right? So he blesses with a job and it just, that 10% belongs to him. The rest is also his. Yet he gave it to us, right? To do whatever you want with it. But we can sow, we can plant. Okay, so actually today we say, everything belongs to you, Lord. So why is the 10% so difficult <laughs> if everything belongs to God? Yeah, so it is not God who wants to take from us. We will see more and more the glory and the purpose of God in our lives. We will never fear. Actually, I believe that once a person is born again, a Christian or believer, inside that newborn again spirit, uh, can you do this? This one dissipate the whole thing. <clears throat> has a desire to honor God, has a desire to give. Because that old man, that old, uh, old nature that is so scared of giving or actually it's not scared, it's a fear of lack. Why people dare not give? It's because of fear. It's not that they are stingy or, you know, they're just scared. And where did that fear come from? The devil. The devil put all kinds of fears in man, right? Sin resulted in fear. 
guilt, shame, right? And God set us free from that fear, right? So by making us his righteousness. So it's not, so when we understand who God is, like yesterday, El Shaddai, and much more, there's no more fear. The devil come and say, oh, if you tithe already, how? Next week, next month, next year? Don't you know who my father is? <laughs> he will take care of me, his word. All right, this has to clear because in this world, the devil put Christians into a bondage of fear of lack of money and without realizing that they have a rich God who wants to take care of them, just like your father, right? John, if you know he is, because we are still five senses, He's the richest man on this planet. <laughs> you have no more fear of money or lack, right? This is what it is. This is our God. And our spiritual eyes open that God becomes our personal father, Abba Father. There is no more fear. When this fear is removed, God is able to lift us and bring us to a higher place or a greater things. Okay, let's go on. I have prepared timber and stone, and you may add to them. Moreover, there are workmen with you in abundance. Jesus' word, God's word is always abundance. John 10, 10. I come to give you life and life more abundantly. Abundantly means more that we cannot count. Woodsmen, wood, stone cutters, all types of skillful men for every kind of work. Of gold and silver and bronze and iron, there is no limit. The only limit God in our minds, all right? But the word of God, when we catch a revelation here and many more words of God, we realize that God is the unlimited God, okay? We don't, he is not Sindirian Berhad. Oh, okay, private limited. <laughs> okay, because I incorporate companies. So, he is public, limited. He is unlimited, actually. Lim unlimited, there's a company called, uh, you can incorporate one company that is unlimited. Right? God is unlimited. Well, we can have say that, but we don't understand it. When we understand and more revelation, wow, who is your father? It's the one with unlimited wealth, unlimited resources. So, any more fear? <laughs> Amen. Yesterday, you know, God becomes your almighty teeth, yeah? your supplier of all your needs. Ah. Okay, praise the Lord. Arise and begin working. And the Lord be with you. So, David, all right, tell his all these workmen start to do work. Okay, do what kind of work? Build the temple. And the who will be with you? The Lord. So we learned that uh, last week, right? In uh, Joseph' life, the prosperous man is the man who has the Lord with him. As well as in the word prosperous, in the Hebrew, what letters? The word prosperous or the word prosperous, we all think what? The, the prosperous is the rich man with a lot of money, Chinese New Year, Kong Hei Fa Choi, Kong Hei Fa Choi. And then we think of prosperity as a lot of money, right? That's one aspect of that. But according to God, in the Hebrew letters, it's not just about money. So that was last week. So you have prosperous. It's made up of the word prosperous is from the Hebrew letters Sadi, Lamet, and Het. 
Yes, study is what? <laughs> yeah, the righteous one. Who is the righteous one? And then? <laughs> yes, you are the righteousness of God. So first, being the prosperous man or woman, you need to have the righteous one. You become the righteousness of God first. You are the righteous one by faith, huh? not by works, not, not what you do or didn't do. You receive that righteousness by faith in exchange, right? 2 Corinthians 5.21. And then, Lamed. If you are prosperous, you, have, you, must, you must have Jesus as your righteousness. And then, you have Jesus as your shepherd. The Lamed is the shepherd staff. Then only you... Jesus has all authority. When you know he has all authority, then you are prosperous because you will also have the authority. You don't have fear anymore in any area, whether it's in financial or health or any area. You know that he is the one, the shepherd with the power, the authority to do anything. You can just tell the angels, angel, angel number two, two million, go to uh, Esther there. <laughs> And release, increment, promotion, money. <laughs> well, he has all authority. Don't see that your, your, your paycheck is limited to your boss. That's why you have to bow down to the boss. <laughs> right? I'm not saying go rebel against your boss either. Okay? But recognize, last week he said promotion comes not from the west, the east, and the south. It comes from the Lord. That means east, west, and south represents this earth. Right? It comes from God. That's why we look to Him. We honor Him all right? Through his, with His Word. And then the last letter of the prosperous man, huh? head. Uh, head is the new beginning, the new life, the fence. We go into that protection of God. Right? That's where the tithing talk about right? the God will rebuke the devourer over your finances. That's our protection in that tithing. Right? When we honor him, ah, devil cannot come in. The fence is there, protected, keep the enemy out. Right? And we start with unlimited. You know, head is number eight in the Hebrew. And it's the inverted eight, is meaning infinity. So that is where your unlimited come from. Infinity. So the prosperous, who is now the prosperous man and woman? Ah, all of you in Christ. So it's not the world defined as must have don't know how many million bring it, right? You have all your millions in heaven. All you need as a righteous man is to tell God, I need this amount. He will come with that. It's the prosperous man. Okay, that's last week. All right, but for some of you who didn't hear, I just, uh, all those who heard and forget, <laughs> remind, okay? All right, next one. Moreover, I have said because. That's David talking. I have set my affection on the house of whose God? Your God? Pastor's God? <laughs> my God. You need to know who your God. All right, Esther, you have your God. All right, John, your God. Jesus Christ, Shalom, your God. Not the Kwailo's God. <laughs> okay, your own God. This is our own personal. The God of Israel is my God. The house of my God. It's very personal. He didn't say the house of the God of Israel. He says, my God. I have given to the house of my God. To the house. Over and above all that I've prepared for the holy house for my own special treasure. 
uh, each person sometimes suddenly will come up some hidden treasure you don't know and your mother kept under the bed one <laughs> okay for you know, safe 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 over the years even husband also don't know right <laughs> so your own special treasure right? in case of anything or is it for my children grandchildren when they get married sometimes we do all that we think that this world all this treasure not exactly what they need. They need Jesus Christ, right? Because this world will pass away. But what he means is he kept, right? David kept all this and if for one purpose, not for his children or grandchildren. All right. It's the three thousand talents of gold, of offer, seven thousand talents of refined silver over all this he prepared for the house of God. He set his affection on the house of his God. No wonder God loved him so much, right, David? And call him the man after my heart. Yeah, have we set our affection on the house of God? Okay, I'll explain more the house of God because that time was house basic, basically just means a place for God to dwell, all right, for his glory to come in. And that was he said. So, what did you set your affection on, husband, wife? <laughs> Nothing, not to say you don't love your family, okay. Love your family, husbands, love your wives, right? And wives submit, you know, and all that kind of thing. The Bible tells us. But your greatest affection in this life, okay? Ah, the house of my God. Don't forget the word house. Yeah? So we can say, I love you, God, but I don't care about your house. <laughs> also can, right? Yeah, so we do our own thing. I love you, my God. I love you, God. But David, said he set his affection the thing that you know really draw him the most and love he loved the most is to give a house for god to dwell in to build that house and it must be exceedingly abundant must be splendor magnificent amos yeah okay so that was how much he loved his god it's very simple he said I set my affection on the house of God, or rather house of my God, over and above all. The gold for things of gold, the silver for things of silver, and for all kinds of work to be done by the hands of craftsmen. Who then is willing to consecrate himself this day to the Lord? So he was speaking to the people and he told them that for me, he has already set his affection. Everything he prepared, all that belongs to him, silver, gold, and everything else from this world, it's for the house of God. Okay? Not just God, huh? because we always say, for you, God, <laughs> and then don't know. <laughs> right? It's the house of God. Because there is a purpose, there is a meaning here. Why the house of God? It's a bigger picture, all right, of who God is and who God is to you. And then he challenged the rest of his people, the Jews at that time. Who are you? Who else is willing to consecrate? himself to the Lord. So I will pass from this here. Okay, so here he, the first temple he was building and prepared all those things for Solomon to build for God to come in and dwell as a house. Now so this one is already built. Okay, so I jump jump jump. Otherwise we will be here until evening. <laughs> and the Levite, so the house was built. And the here second chronicles already the Levites so are the priests, all right, that God set that tribe to they have, the house is ready. Now all the Levites are there. They are they are the one who 
uh, full time, all right, worshiping the Lord day and night, they take turns. Because in the house of God, just like in heaven, all the time is worshiping the God, right? God of, of this of this universe or L. And there were musicians as well, Asaf, Haman, Jadutun, and all. I don't need the slide here. All right. And all their sons and brothers were dressed in fine linen robes. Okay, not cheapskate one, huh? <laughs> the, the priests of God were dressed in fine linen robes. Linen was one of the most uh, expensive material. Yeah, and Jesus had a purple robe. That's why it was so expensive that the soldiers, yeah. They didn't want it to be destroyed, right? They really, they wanted to keep it. It's very expensive. So God is not El Chipo, <laughs> El Shaddai. We don't have to worry about all that. Yeah, but only recognize who our God is. And if you serve the Lord, all right, He's not going to cause you to be so poor. But we are not bothered, those who serve the Lord, about money. Right? Paul says, whether I read, I'm abound or I'm poor, I am contented. Yeah, so they were dressed in fine because we represent our God. So you think when you serve Him, you got no money to eat, you got no clothes, your clothes got holes. No, God will provide because you represent the Almighty God and stood at the east side of the altar playing cymbals, lyres, and harps. And they were joined by 120 priests who were playing trumpets. So see this, like we are entering into worship like that. Okay, so for example, this is the temple and they were all ready, but of course it's much more glorious than this. So one day we will have a glorious one, but not necessary uh, because this is temporary, right? The house of God. What is the house of God now? <laughs> yeah, in the believers, in the hearts, okay? Jump a bit already. Okay, so in this scenario, they were all there worshipping the Lord, musicians, all right? More musicians the Lord will bring in. Actually, we have everything ready from YouTube. <laughs> but I believe God will bring in more. We have wonderful worship here. The trumpeters, so we've got trumpet singers, uh, more than one. So next time you have Abigail, lead, lead worshipper, and then you have all the choir behind her. Together in unison, to praise and give thanks to the Lord. They're all in one, one accord, one heart. All came not to look for boyfriend or girlfriend, <laughs> right? But they all came because they want to give thanks. They want to worship God, right? And to praise Him. I haven't uh, got time another day. We will understand what is thanksgiving and praise. Accompanied by trumpets, cymbals, and other instruments, they raised their voices or they lowered their voices. <laughs> okay, so each one have been blessed with voice, right? Doesn't matter, you croak like a toad or what, right? But we all have a voice. And what do they do with that voice? They raise it. That means aloud, okay? Sing as loud as they can. What to do? Praise the Lord. They didn't go, uh, they'll use their voice and say, uh, what in the politics, what is it? <laughs> This party, that party, or object. They were all in one heart together, like all of us here, including in Zoom. Right? 
raising their voice and praising the Lord. So even if you are in Zoom, right, don't close the video and go to sleep, right, while we are worshipping. Stand up, raise your voice, okay? We are all, God is everywhere. He's omnipresent, omnipotent. Yeah, He's everywhere. So the moment we hear His voice, we can in unison praise Him together. Most important is the Holy Spirit is there. So they raise their voice and praise the Lord. Praising. How do you praise somebody? Quietly. You are so good, eh? <laughs> you are wonderful. Eh? How do you praise? The person who cannot hear is, Rebecca, you are so beautiful. So young. Yesterday we found out she is super young. <laughs> okay. So you praise. How do you praise? Loudly and clearly right and then with a smile when you praise you are happy praising the person you don't say you are young no like that right and then somebody said i got i got joy in my heart that day i thought i got joy where's the joy right the hebrew word that day we learn is what to the hebrews when they said rejoice and joy it is express out one where got people I would joy, you know, that kind of joy. <laughs> no, express. That's why we have the anointing of joy. You have a voice, your people, you are laughing. Okay, praise with what? With words. Words, words. See this word, words. They praise the Lord with these words. He is good, his faithful love endures forever. No need to go very long. Just say, He is good. You are good, Lord. And it comes, it's not a script, but it is from your life. That you thank God just now, testimonies, right? Even a place God provided for you all to stay with two bathrooms that Lydia was looking for. Yeah, but God knows He prepared yeah, for you. So we praise Him. You are good, Lord. So Esther came and praised the Lord. Yeah, everything, whether big or small, in the war, last time I heard in the Syrian war and all that, a little girl gave a testimony that amidst the, the, the war stricken country, God provided a hairpin for her. And she testified. You know, a hairpin. Today we just put everywhere. Oh, yeah, this testimony is very small. Huh? No, don't talk about your testimony small or big. It's your heart, big or small, that you see your God. You do this thing, you know it's He do one. Give thanks, all right, with the words. Words are very powerful. And words, if you are the one, you happy or not when we praise you, Rebecca, that you are, you look so young. <laughs> happy or not? Or are you not happy? Of course, happy, right? Happy, right? So when we praise the Lord, you think God is happy or not? Happy. He loves His children to praise Him and thank Him forever, you know, eternally. You're going to do. You don't know how to praise God now? In heaven, you have to learn. All right? <laughs> yeah. The angels will have to teach you. Ah, yeah, you all come from where one? Don't say you come from beauty for ashes, okay? <laughs> I don't know how to praise God. What ah? Ah, yeah. Sit down there to teach you. No, right? Because the angels already spend eternity praising God. God, you are good. Just now, say, God, you are holy. You are so wonderful. 
And that God gave us a privilege to live this life on this earth, to see His goodness, and then for eternity. Thank Him here and thank Him for the rest of eternity. You start better learn now. <laughs> Make God happy. He has always made us happy. He has never wanted, ever made us sad, right? On the cross. So why not we make him happy by thanking him and being grateful? And then this moment when they raised their voices and praised the Lord with these words, He is good. His faithful love endures forever. What happened? At that moment, at this which moment? At this moment, when all were in unison, in one heart, and praising and giving thanks to the Lord with words. Okay? Don't say, I'm giving thanks to the Lord. Mm. <laughs> I cannot lie, I got sore throat. <laughs> so that's not thanking and giving, okay, with our hearts. That moment, a thick cloud filled the temple of the Lord. A thick cloud. Okay? You just imagine in the spirit, okay, actually for them, they saw with the, even the five yeah, physical eyes, the cloud come into the presence. And I've seen that thick cloud before in a previous ministry many years ago so i know when the cloud move i can see that cloud of course in in the spirit i saw one time a cloud that is so beautiful many many colors and then when it come onto on top of that person as ministering boom, the person will fall down because the cloud was already over that person this is the cloud of glory and here it's not only one person it filled the whole temple. Remember, in uh, Israel, God led the people a fire by night and a cloud by day. That signifying His presence, right? The cloud was His presence. That's why it's called the tangible presence, the anointing of God. When it comes in, when this cloud is on you, you either fall down, you laugh, you jump. You know, that is a weight in Hebrew. The cloud or the glory of God is kabod, right? It means heavy. I mean, it's so heavy on you, that's why you drop, right? It's pushing you down, but it's a wonderful. So we sang the song, right? The glory of God, especially the last song. I believe that God is going to, His presence, you can feel His presence, right? Normally, Abigail will be all over the place, <laughs> as in dancing, because but in the spirit, right? But God chose her to be, a uh, uh, worship leader so for now she's just around this space <laughs> okay the anointing comes in and actually what happened when the glory of god the shekinah or the thick glory of god comes into the temple when the people worship him at that time not born again yet huh? so that the priests the priests are those who minister today who are the priests yeah in the bible all the new creation are kings and priests yeah a royal priesthood meaning that the priest is the one who offers sacrifices of praise and worship to the lord we stand up we praise the lord right the prophet is speak from god to man the priest is from man to god you don't need the priest in the catholic church <laughs> all right to reach to god you have been made a priest where you can offer sacrifices you can talk to god direct all right and bless him so the priest which is every one of us here now as the born again new creation could not remain standing to minister because of the cloud so when we worship i'm bringing helping to bring you all into another level of worship where we minister to god 
we bless God, right? In many churches, it's God bless me, God bless me, <laughs> right? But when we bless God, we should be minister, all right, serving Him. When they sing, how great you are, how great you, God is. That's why all the songs you see here when we worship are no longer about us. It's all about who God is. And when we minister to Him that way, His cloud of glory will come in, right? Because He's so happy. The glory, the, he rests, the Bible says he rests on the praises of his people. And when his presence come in, you all can feel it. Until it's so heavy, they cannot even stand anymore. Okay, so when uh, people come in, so it starts with one, two, when the, the Lord bring in more and more people, you will see what happens. Oh, the glory of God filling everyone in the congregation, right? As they worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Worship in the spirit. Okay, you say, I don't know what song to sing. Sing in tongues. Okay, I thought you all speak in tongues already. Just put a tune to it. Just raise up your voice. The Holy Spirit will take over. He is the best singer. So don't worry if you are not a good singer. Only thing is, don't look around. Close your eyes. Huh? <laughs> right? Because when you look around, you put yourself into the physical realm and you miss out the spiritual realm. Okay, until you're very familiar with the spiritual realm. If you, if you can open and still see the spiritual realm, good. But most people open their eyes, they don't see spiritual realm anymore. All right? So the glory, all right? the brilliance of the Lord filled the house of God. This is what we want to so-called go to church for. All right? If we go to a church, there's no so-called a building. There's no glory. It's only the pastor talking and we're all sleeping. <laughs> What for we go? You know, what for? Right? We might as well go to uh, today. All the sermons are on YouTube, right? Yeah. If you just want to listen to it, but when we come into the presence of God, we want this to happen. The Lord's glory to fill, and when He comes and fill, what happened? He is the God of miracles. He provide. He provide. Healing take place. Miracles take place. The presence of Jesus is here. Wow! All of us. Whatever wrong with us in our body or mind completely healed right that is the presence of god so remember go where you want to worship god must be a place holy spirit is there and god's presence is there plus the word yeah otherwise we're just doing church <laughs> why we don't do anymore right we want the glory of god presence of God, right? It can be just in a house like this, or, you know, it's not only here in beautiful it's wherever in the world where the people are gathered and the presence of God come down. And it's happening all over the world today, right? I, I, I seldom go into YouTube to listen to people, but last night, this was already prepared two days ago, and I just felt in my heart to, you know, go to and listen to one very short one, which is uh, Sid, Sid Ross. You all heard him before? Uh, he was a Jew actually, and he holds these uh, short, short uh, clips, right? Where he talk about it's supernatural. <coughs> and he was uh, interviewing or talking to this guy, a pastor in one church, I think California or, or somewhere there. Jemima went to everywhere in, in America. And this pastor was saying that in his church, they were experiencing uh angelic visitation 
singing together with the congregation as they're worshipping God. So same, the anointing, you know, uh, the pastor minister with the anointing and all that. That's why we cannot have church without Holy Spirit. We have the word as well, right? Both must be there. And he, he said that it is not only for him because he, he was not one who would use the anointing, you know, to for, for, for growing his church. But they actually experienced it and he said that it is not just his church because when he, he put it out, there were a lot of people who said, this is also happening in our church in somewhere in another country. This is happening in our church somewhere. God is doing a great revival today. And he said, it's not just a charismatic revival or Pentecostal revival. And I remember what he said. It's a revival of the presence of Jesus Christ himself because he himself is coming very soon. Right? Where we are not... Uh, Thinking about prophecy, yes, we all prophesy. We all believe in the charismatic. We are not thinking about being healed. We are not thinking about miracles, signs and wonders, or about ourselves. Our consciousness is about Jesus and his presence. And that is the last revival, I believe too, right? That Jesus is coming, where everyone may come into his presence as Jesus and the Holy Spirit coming down the presence of god the glory of god that lies automatically if jesus come down you get healed one <laughs> right people get saved people get touched all right if jesus and the holy spirit and god presence presence is very important that's why the house is built for a presence if you have a house and nobody is staying there there's no presence of anybody there. That's why you call it haunted house. <laughs> ghost house, right? Because the ghost say, eh, there's no spirit, there's nobody living, so we come and live now. <laughs> Same as in our hearts, right? Nobody is living there, then the spirit come. But praise God, we have Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ living in our hearts, in the house, so the devil cannot come. And then, and the period that he reigned, which is David, that he reigned over Israel was 40 years. Seven years he reigned in Hebron. Hebron, oh, 40 years, huh? <laughs> uh, Esther. And 33 years he reigned in Jerusalem. So he died in a good old age, but you won't die so fast. Full of days and full of days. That means he has finished, accomplished, right? Live a full life. Riches with riches, never poor, and honor. He had respect right, from the people. The people respected him. And Solomon, his son, after that, reigned in his place. He completed, just like Paul, completed his purpose in life. Okay? Doesn't matter at what age, but God says he will give you a full life. <clears throat> and with, so that was the first temple. The second temple says that the future glory, uh, Haggai's time, right? will be greater than the former. So what happened after Jesus come? It's happened in the book of Acts. So then in the book of Acts, no more the physical temple, right? Because Jesus came in person. That's why we are celebrating Christmas and came as a baby to die on the cross so that you and me and all humanity who will believe in him, Shalom and Uncle John, Brother John, I don't call him uncle, he's near my age. Isn't he? <laughs> okay, only if you are younger, please call your elders with respect, all right? Uncle, auntie, all that. I like this Chinese uh, culture. It's good, respect, all right? So 
What happened? No more the physical temple. That's why the tem temples were all destroyed. Right? Jesus said what? In three days, right, this temple will be destroyed, the physical one, and then he will be raised from the dead. He was talking about himself. All right? He will be raised from the dead. So after that, Jesus died already, buried, rose from the dead, and then he said, wait, wait, wait. Some people cannot wait. Right? <laughs> they run. They go first. Wait. You say, wait. Wait until you be endued with power for the Holy Spirit. Say, so I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. Send you the Holy Spirit. So when I remember this, now I remember again, right? Jesus spent three and a half years with his disciples. But three and a half years, and then after that, they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and they changed the world upside down, right? So how many years do we need? Double. Because at first I thought it's three and a half years. But three and a half years, all the disciples left their work <laughs> and sat at Jesus' feet, correct? When he called them, Peter left his fishing net, fishing boat and all that. So that's why three and a half years was good when they fellowship with the Lord. The Lord taught them, although they didn't understand most of the things, until the Holy Spirit came upon them and they went out. They have the word of God, okay? Because they have spent, they have been with Jesus. Jesus is the word today. The word came down. Then, with you all, I don't, you all haven't, you know, left your job, right? So, I only have time with you on Saturday, two hours, Sunday, two hours. So, how? Definitely more than three and a half years. Okay? But, if you can speed it up. <laughs> so that, all of you can go out and change the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. All right? Those, so this is what happened after Holy Spirit come. That's Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 2, the vital church grows. The church is now the temple. Okay, where now, born again, Jesus Christ, Spirit, God, the Holy Spirit can now live in you, Rebecca Tan. Yeah, so you're, you are now the house of God, each one of us here. All right, Jesus is living inside there, or rather the Holy Spirit and God is living. So, God's presence is where now? Ah, so for some who haven't heard it, right? Believers no more go to church. Believers, Jesus said what? Go to the world. <laughs> right or not? So I mean, oh, let's go to church. Okay, I, I know if we have a saying that because we are going to the house of God, that's fine. But don't for the rest of your life just go to church. <laughs> because God never said go to church, but he just said, do not forsake the assembling of yourself together. You are the church, right? The believers are the church. John, you are the church of Jesus Christ. The church just means the set, sent out ones, those set apart, sent out. That's the meaning, right? And then the commandment of the Lord or what he tells us to do is, church, go out go into the world so don't spend the rest of our lives just go to church <laughs> church you are the church go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature baptizing them in the name of the lord the father the son and the holy spirit teaching them to observe all things that i have taught you and lo <laughs> Elijah, lo, God said, Jesus said, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. This is what Jesus says. Did Jesus say go church? <laughs> right? But the church started, okay, because the Holy Spirit came upon them. And these 120 
And then something started. This group of people, which is the church, the body of Christ, like all of you, with many words, he testified and exhorted them, saying, Be safe from this perverse generation, Peter preaching. And those who gladly received his word were baptized, and that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. That was the first sermon that Jesus, uh, Peter preached after the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That was what I shared, right? Where the Holy Spirit came, and they were filled with fire, and they were like drunk to the world. So there's no way the Holy Spirit come and everyone's still quiet, right? <laughs> Holy Spirit is a mighty spirit of God. He comes like the mighty wind, like a sound from heaven. If we think that it's all quiet, <laughs> we haven't seen who God is yet. Powerful. Have you seen a powerful man? Doesn't speak, doesn't talk like a mouse. Today. We call it mouse. <laughs> right? But God is powerful. That's why you have a power tongue. Remember? Fire tongue. God gave us that fire tongue. Right? When you speak the word of God, when you preach, right? With Jesus inside you, Holy Spirit inside you, woo! The fire of God. Someone gets saved, someone gets healed, someone gets convicted. It's the Holy Spirit, it's not our wisdom, right? And then what happened? 3,000 souls were added from 120 to 3,000 souls. That is revival. It's the first, first revival for when the Holy Spirit came. And the church, this is the church, right? Continued, so it's no more a physical uh, temple. Continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. They will keep on listening to the apostles' doctrine because today, in the last days especially, if you don't know our doctrine, yeah, outside there in Peter, in the book of Peter, all that in the last days, there'll be many coming out with weird doctrines, right? That they, uh, this is the Christ, and that do what you know a few of them, right? Teaching all wrong things. But if you don't know the truth, you will think this is true, right? So we need to be steadfast and learning, okay, what the Bible tells us about new creation, about who is God, and so forth. The the, the believer and fellowship, yeah. And breaking of bread, that's what we had. And impress, all this has significance, okay? And the fear, there was still praying. Who said no prayers in the new covenant? <laughs> pray is what? I thought you all, right? Yes, the, uh, the, in the Hebrew, prayer has the first start of the word. It's tough. It's a covenant. Today, we don't pray and say, God, please heal me. We don't beg God. But we pray for as covenant people. Because of what Jesus did, your prayer is just declaring and agreeing what God said. So when you pray for healing, you say, Lord, my covenant with you, I declare by your stripes, I am healed. That's prayer. Okay, not, Lord, please heal me. <laughs> I am healed. Even before the manifestation takes place, you declare because we are now covenant people. Covenant means agreement, promise. God fulfilled. You have a covenant with God. What you say, he will endorse it and he will make sure it happens. If you say with belief, that's why Jesus said, ask in my name, whatever you ask in my name, it shall be done for you. Right? Because now there is a covenant. Right? If you don't have covenant with your spouse, you have a marriage covenant, right? You have uh, agreements. You buy the house, you already paid deposit, you paid everything. There's an agreement, sign already, seal, stamp. So what you say, this house belongs to me, no one can take it away. Right? Because you have the title deed. Well, that is actually faith. So, and then what happened? Fear came upon every soul. 
and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. God is a supernatural God, right? Today, not only a few. I trust that in the last revival, there won't be just one pastor in one church. <laughs> one, 30,000 people, only the pastor really know God. The rest are all moa, 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 agugu. Agugu, God, agugu, right? But they will all be enlisted and empowered to go preach the gospel with miracle signs and wonders following them not they follow miracle signs and wonders okay miracle signs and wonders follow the preaching of your word if we talk our own things nothing happened when we speak god's word be healed in the name of jesus then god holy spirit is obligated to execute that word and make it happen okay done through the apostles the people of god sons and daughters now all who believed were oh, together so even though we are in different countries whether it's uh, uh, singapore or malaysia through zoom i believe that why the COVID happened then zoom happened right <laughs> so it's to unite the body of christ okay through no more physical uh, uh, boundaries okay we can even be together in zoom right as long as the word is spoken, because all the time, all these years, I preach physical one. Suddenly, this uh, pandemic came in, right? So it's also it was also my first time going through Zoom. So I'm thinking, can work or not uh, through Zoom? <laughs> when you pray for baptism or Holy Spirit or you know for healing for you know anointing all that can work or not? Then tried it. Then the Lord speak to me. As long as the people hear the word. I am there wherever you are. You can be in Cambodia, Myanmar. Okay? But of course, I believe that we are physically, it is more. Right? It is even a greater measure in that physical presence. But then we are not limited. So they were together. We come together in the last days. Hebrew says, right? The author of Hebrew, come together more often. Okay? <laughs> Magdalene, come together, come into the house of God, the presence of God together and they had all things in common this is really the ahava's love of god what was given to the believers the love of god was shed abroad in their hearts by the holy spirit if you have the holy spirit there's an unconditional love where you share everything that we have physical things because silver and gold is mine says the lord if you really know that yeah this is something that touch the change the hearts of people you know, we cannot lecture someone and say, you must not be selfish, you know, <laughs> you must share. How many times we tell our children like that and they are still selfish? <laughs> all right, laws and all this does not change them. But God had to put in a new seed in our lives, right? When we're born again of the Spirit of God, which is a generous God. Therefore, you don't longer think of, this is mine, this is yours, okay? But all that is mine is yours. And if you is for the body, it's for God's people. Yeah, this is something that happened to them supernaturally. They were not commanded to sell their possessions and goods. That's why we saw in the story of Ananias and Sapphira, right? They were probably not born again. Okay, because they saw everyone selling their lands and all that, you know, bringing to the apostles' feet for the spreading of the gospel for the poor and all that. And they thought that, you know, they need to do this. To be recognized by the leaders and they lied to god and to peter and peter said to, to ananias 
you're not lying to me, but you're lying to the Holy Spirit. And that time, that's a new covenant time, you know, in the book of Acts. Because the holiness of God was so, so real in their presence that a, a lie was detected. The Holy Spirit is that. It's because they're lying to who? The Spirit of God is called Holy Spirit. It was so holy that it's just like in the Old Testament where you enter the Holy of Holies, you have sinned, pop, die. It was so restored. The presence of God was so there that a person who lied, and Paul said, uh, Peter said, you don't need to lie, right? But why did you choose to lie to the Holy Spirit to say that, oh, I also sold all my, uh, my property. And then uh, this is the, the all, this is all, but he actually gave half. He don't need to. But the holiness of God was so present there that he died. And then the wife also came in next and did the same thing and died. That's why fear came upon all the people around that time. Fear of this powerful God. But we are so glad today. The grace of God, he didn't kill us. <laughs> because how many times we lie to God, right? In our heart. Right? But God didn't kill us. So all these things is not you shall tithe, you must tithe, you must give, you must sell. No, it is the newness when you understand who you are, who God is. And that love that has been shared abroad, that unconditional love, you can't even keep, you want to give, you want to give, you want to give because this is your new nature. And that's how we overcome the old nature by understanding the Holy Spirit and what he has put in our hearts. So continuing daily with one accord, ah, not weekly, not monthly, <laughs> that time. That's why you see how powerful. Every day they were together. They were, when we are together, we are listening to God. So we listen to God, like for us, Saturday, two hours maybe, and then Sunday, one, two hours. The rest of the day, how many hours? We're listening to the world. <laughs> the world. So, what, so what's happening? We need a revival of a time where God again put it into the people's hearts to set their affection once again once more to the house of God right to the presence of God to serve the Lord every day they were there with one accord one heart there was no other motive to in the temple breaking bread from house to house they ate their food with gladness so we still have physical food, don't worry. <laughs> so we still have our official chef, all right, Elijah cooking for us and many other uh, chefs here. They add their food with gladness. Gladness means what? They have smile. They have like Remember the Hebrew word smile, the, the lips extending your boundary. When we smile in the spiritual, it is extending your boundary. It's like what, what uh, uh, God told Joshua when he go into the promised land. The, whatever you step upon is yours. So today we don't need to go step here, step there and say that house belongs to me, so I go and clean it. No, all you need to do is smile. Praise the Lord and speak God's word. When you speak God's word, is your lips expanded or God say he loves me. So there's a little bit of it. God says he loves you. Wow, your mouth extended. That's the territory, the promise, okay? Through your mouth and your lips. One of the sessions on the teaching of the Hebrew letters. And what happened? Simplicity of heart. Not mine, eh? heart. The heart will all change, all transformed by the new heart. Praising God. Yeah, they were worshipping, thanking Him, praising God, right? 
each one got testimony and they come together not Abigail has to say, who got testimony <laughs> everyone quickly put in oh, when the list goes out I have testimony I have testimony no testimony don't have to be big powerful miracle of healing it can be God's presence in your life you see his hand working something in your life testify testify to the greatness of God this is how the world will see that your God Rebecca is different from their belief or their God right because he's alive in you every day you can see him working it's either he's always working whether we see or don't see only right yeah and having favor with all the people with your boss with your colleagues and all that what happened just by continuing daily eating their food with gladness breaking bread worshiping praising god they have favor no need to carry favor your boss <laughs> the favor of god is upon you just as it was upon joseph yeah if he worked as a slave last week i talked right in the master's house god gave him favor he didn't do anything to carry favor so we don't have to do that god give you favor jesus grew in favor with god and man when you grow in favor with god you automatically favor with man of course there is a certain people who will persecute you those are called enemies but they are not flesh and blood the bible say all right if we are serving the lord and preaching the gospel there will be persecution but on the other side the very important ones favor will be given to you and the lord added to the church daily those who are being saved yeah i believe yeah there will be an adding as the people instead of go to church go to the world <laughs> and preach the gospel then the lord can add don't just sit down here and then say drop down from heaven okay these people but it is acts chapter 1 verse 8 right when the holy spirit comes upon you you receive power power need to be uh, activated okay the member again i have to like a like a nagging person like that <laughs> to re remind you you have so much power power of god inside you just like the athlete the marathon athlete who is the number one super powerful runner in the world can you see his power on the track when he's running can you see his power when he's sitting on this couch yeah so the power can be seen and demonstrated when you act on the word of god all right when you go out and you lay hands on someone who's sick then the power will be manifested if you sit down on the couch you may be power oh god for what <laughs> to sleep longer <laughs> no right power of god is for a purpose okay so for those who are being saved as a result of the apostles work sick people were brought out into the streets on beds and mats so that peter's shadow this is the greater glory the greater things peter's shadow might fall across some of them as he went by crowds came by the villagers around jerusalem bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits and they were all healed and it is this book of acts that challenged me when i was 12 years old in a uh, brethren church where they taught the word of god but they didn't teach the holy spirit they said all oh, in the book of acts no more and i when i read the bible for myself yeah i'm glad esther told me that you know when she was young she wanted a bible to ask god for a bible 
and the Bible that my Sunday school teacher gave me. But the teachers didn't teach about Holy Spirit because it was a traditional church, but they taught about the Word. And I read Acts and I said, all these things, power, sick people healed, shadow, eh, how can it happen there and not happen when it's the same Holy Spirit, when it's the same God? It cannot be all ceased. And that was what I was seeking God until 19 years old, I left Penang, that, that the method that the brethren, the traditional, but they did good things. And I have no idea about Pentecostal church, charismatic church. Came to KL, and the Lord, first church that he landed me in was a Pentecostal church. And that's where I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then all this, oh, I've been, you know, in my heart, Lord, this is what I want to see happen in your house to the people who come to you, to train them and until they become not just the people receiving the healing, but they become the disciples, the apostles, the Peters, the Pauls, the, the Barnabas, right? All of you, okay? The leaders in the Bible, right? Who are the one where the glory of God, the power of God is flowing through you. And that needs training, right? Where John will also be equipped, okay, to go out into the world and preach the gospel according to John. <laughs> in the Bible, got John one, don't worry, John got gospel according to John. Okay, so they were all healed. How can we not want all these things to happen today if Holy Spirit is in us? So now, so this is what God is going to do. All right, and so what about the individual people now, right? The apostles, the Johns and the Josephs and the David, we went through most of you who know Joseph's life, right? He underwent training in his life. Look at his, the stages of his life. He was, had a dream, right? had God's word upon him, had the favor of his father, but he had to go through different stages, go through being sold as a slave, being looked down, being persecuted, beaten by the brothers, and then sold as a slave into Potiphar's house, Egyptian's house. And then after that, in Wong, uh. <laughs> In Wong means be, uh, what, uh, betrayed, right? Yeah, because he refused to yield to the uh, seduction of the, of the wife, right? Because the devil tried to bring him down, okay? Because he had a purpose in his life, but he had to go through training, he had to go through a lot of things that may be like, when you are in the jail, do you think you've got future? <laughs> Can you imagine? You are put inside the jail. Maybe none of us have been to jail. But you're in the jail already, sentenced to don't know how many years. Can you think of, wow, my future is bright. You will think of what? When I go out for jail, huh? nobody wants to employ me huh? because I got bad record. But these people, they were men and women of God. Whatever was happening to them in the physical realm, they was just going through and their eyes were fixed on Jesus. Right? Just like, so what was happening? All his training, preparation, he went to jail as well after being be, be, uh, falsely accused. So don't cry if somebody falsely accused you, right? It's part of God's preparation. Right? Just praise the Lord and thank Him that you are caught worthy right, to be falsely accused. Don't be uh, uh, correctly accused. <laughs> okay. Preparation to be Prime Minister to save God's people from famine. There was a purpose for his life, for each of your life, that you go through certain hardships. Okay? May not be as terrible as Joseph one already. Definitely none. Okay? But 
it was a purpose, right? Just like our Malaysian Prime Minister, <laughs> many said, right? When he was put in jail, who would think that he would become the 10th Prime Minister? Everyone thought he would die, they are sure die, you know? But God is the one who put someone down and set up another person. Same the way God set up Joseph, God set up David, right? For their destiny and their purpose in life. Okay, the training was for them to be developed, to understand their calling when they stepped into that position of their calling. All right, especially if you're pastoring or preaching, you cannot be, never go through any hardship at all. How are you going to understand people's hardships? All right, you will say, you are, I can do, you can do. It's not like that. <laughs> okay, Jesus didn't say, I can do, you can do. He went through tempted as everyone, he understood, right, the, the sufferings of mankind, the temptations of man. That's why, you know, we cannot overcome by ourselves. But he never turned away someone who came to him, you know, with their weaknesses. And they say, I am God, lah. you are, when you can become like me. No, he came down to be like man, to go through man suffering. And then he died for us. And now he said, I made you more than a conqueror. I put my love inside you. And then training for the time that Esther will save people. Amen. Yeah, all had to go through. Esther in the Bible had to go through a few years, right, of uh, beautifying, of purifying herself, and also overcoming the fear of facing the king that he can be killed. So each one, the, the more you suffer, not even sickness, disease or whatever, it's not God's will if we go through it. Yeah? And then we will understand people more, although that is not the way God used. Okay? But God allows. Right? Main thing is to know this. When we go through hardship or suffering in this world, don't say, why me, Lord? <laughs> right? Because what did Jesus say in the Bible to the man, uh, the, the child who was uh, born lame? Everyone said, is it his sin or is it the parent's sin? And what did Jesus say? Neither him or the parent. For what purpose? Yes, not born to glorify Jesus. This thing happened so that God's glory can be seen. So sometimes we make mistakes, some things, bad things happen to us. Don't say, God, you know, why you do this to me? No. Say, Lord, thank you that in everything, teach me something and let your glory be seen in my life. Yeah, because God is preparing you for greater things, greater things. To be his minister from heaven, ambassador, it's not easy because you tell people there's God they cannot see. People on earth is all limited by five senses and the carnal mind. And you come in with God, with a message from the word, they may not, Jesus said, if they persecute me, they will persecute you. If they cannot see him as the son of God, they also cannot see you. But there will be others who will see the truth. So that is your high calling in your life, right? The greater thing, bringing the spiritual realm into the physical realm, setting people free. Isaiah 61, the, the mission of beauty for ashes, the vision and mission, right? To open blind eyes, set captives free. Free from what? They're all not in jail. <laughs> Free from the spiritual blindness, right? That God devil has kept them in, including believers. I right? kept them sitting in the church for years after years, 
when they have so much power inside them to go and set others free, but because they don't know, right? They were, they were made paralyzed by the, the devil. And once activated, it's like the dry bones, yeah? Ezekiel's dry bones, the vision where God, when God came, he raised up an army and they were all dry bones. A lot of believers are like dry bones, got the born again, but became dry and dry bones useless. But when the spirit of God come, he said, prophesy to the north, prophesy to the south. Ooh, what happened to the dry bones? Ah, flesh came in, meat came in. They had muscles came in, right? And they came out and rose up. This family, Tan, a great army of God going out to reach the world, reach the lost, right? Another family, four family, two family, right? Go, go eh? low. <laughs> So there, there was training preparation. David also underwent training. So just now we saw how David, right? He was prepared, preparation. He faced the, he was a shepherd. There was a preparation for him. Take care of sheep. <laughs> don't say, I, uh, I don't want to take care of sheep. La. The sheep, every time, meh, 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 meh. <laughs> no, start with taking care of sheep and then protect the sheep. All right. That's what David did. He said it was he was young, he was just a little shepherd boy, ruddy boy, and then the 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 lion and the bear want to kill his sheep. He fight with them. You fight for your sheep. This is the, the little things that God teaches along the way. Because he had a very high calling to be a king. Right? That's why uh, Samuel chose, anointed him after Saul was rejected. Prepare to be king to do what? To rule the Jewish nation with what? His, his rulership was different. His rulership was to build the God's house, a temple where God's presence can come in. That's why he, remember he danced and, and when the Ark of the Covenant was brought back because the Ark of the Covenant representing the presence of God was taken over by the enemy. And that he was the one who brought it back in. And he went through, you think easy? He had to run away from Saul, who wanted to kill him. Have any of you, anybody want to kill you or not? <laughs> Have you been a fugitive before? Ah, no, not yet. Then what would we be complaining about? Okay. He, and then after that, as if not enough, who else want to kill him? His own son, Absalom, betrayed, want to take over his throne, chase the father, you know, out, want to kill the father. But he never sought vengeance. And where all the beautiful psalms come from? While well, he was in the cave, Ab Abdullah. And who are these people who, who came to him? 400 men in debt, depressed, <laughs> all kinds of problems. And he led them together, right? To look to God. And they became, that's why you call David's mighty men. Yeah? All, all of you are Jesus' mighty men of warriors and not Warriors and not warriors. <laughs> warriors, not warriors. Remember, warrior. You're a warrior in Christ, not a warrior. Christians have become warriors instead of warriors. Okay? We are to be warriors. And then God has prepared, he prepared you to rule also in the new millennium. But now cannot even rule your five senses. <laughs> How to rule over kingdoms, you know? Yeah, that's a preparation for the men and women of God to stand up, you know, and 
tell the forces of devil, don't come near me, I'm going to learn the truth. I'm going to teach others the truth. And I'm going to tell them about the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, because I cannot do without the Holy Spirit. So David went out wherever Saul, so some, a bit about his life. Don't think that when God chose you, all right, everything will go wrong. Okay? But God still bless you when we honour him. Wherever Saul sent him, that's King Saul, he acted wisely and prospered. That's the wisdom of God. Where did we get the wisdom? <laughs> from the word of God. Yeah, so lately, devotion time, we've gone through the Proverbs. If you all can get up a little bit early, <laughs> right? join in the devotion, teaching you all how to draw close to God and how to get the word of God speaking to you. Right? Instead of just go to church, go to church and then listen to sermon, which is good, right? can sustain you, but throughout the day. So have you heard about, you know, Saturday, Sunday, your faith is up there. You can believe God for the, anything. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, oh, can hardly make it already. <laughs> Going downhill, suddenly temper fly out, right? depression. Oh, what happened? Not hearing God's word already. That's the problem, right? And I'll show you why. Because we need to eat. Daily eat or weekly eat? <laughs> yes, hearing God's word, listening to will bring faith into your life so you won't go down, 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 and then by Saturday, <sighs> then only can eat again. So appointed him over the man of the world. So we need the wisdom of God's word, and then we can prosper, and that please the people. David continued to succeed in everything he did for the Lord was with him the lord is the word today so you cannot just go out there and say god is with me god is with me and then the louder voice is from the world who are you <laughs> and then you surrender it i think this is the culture sit down <laughs> so the lord is with him it's not just one verse like that that can sustain you through life's challenges and what the devil throw at you you need the word, all right, then, then really the Lord is with you because when the devil tempted Jesus, how did he overcome? Yeah, went into the wilderness. He said, it is written. Don't let it happen that the devil knows the word of God more than you. <laughs> it's a sad case because he can twist and turn. And then the believer, blur, blur. <laughs> okay. Say, it is written when the devil tells you, right? You can turn, uh, you, you worship me and I'll give you everything. Then you, you quote what? The word, it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only. Ah, he is the one who owns the silver and all the gold. So it is written is very important, okay? then you will succeed in everything he did for the lord was with him same as with joseph and many others now how do we have all these things the greater things in your life happening okay in hebrews 11 so you have all these heroes it's the hall of fame of faith right all these heroes will be in heaven those who have already gone ahead of us waiting and cheering for esther lydia rebecca all right all of you cheering come on run run the race of faith Okay, the fight of faith, the race. There's a race that we are running. We saw through the Hebrew letters, the race of faith. What is it? It's of faith. 
not receive, even receiving all that they have promised. But what happened to all these heroes of faith? They, like John the Apostle, like John Tan, they saw beyond the horizon. The horizon means there's a limitation, right? You can see that. Beyond it, beyond it is what people cannot see, right? But you can see, Ruth, right? Because you are a spirit being, okay? A horizon, what did they see? They see God, what? <laughs> God, durian. <laughs> no, they see the fulfillment of their promises and gladly embrace it from afar. All right, Jemima, take your, the promise of God. See beyond what the doctor said, okay? That you have been healed. See beyond into the spiritual, into afar, far, right? Where men don't see. Linda, you can see. God will help you to see from the scriptures, from the Holy Spirit. These are the people of faith because they have one thing different. They were able to see. Their spirit man was built. Their Zayin eyes were opened to see the spiritual realm. They rule and reign in life. Okay, they gladly embrace the promises. Now the people of God don't even know what's the promises. Sad or not? Yeah, how to embrace a promise you don't know? <laughs> you don't know that all belongs to God. How to embrace it? So we need to know the promises of God, that God is for you, not against you, that greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world, that you are an overcomer, that you are not under the feet of the devil the devil is under your feet if we don't know these promises right how are we going to embrace it you say to your daughter i promise you daughter i'm going to give you what is it huh? what's the promise don't know she don't know what's the promise then how's she going to embrace it but you fulfill the promise by force yesterday <laughs> force him to buy present for the daughter <laughs> At the at where Uniqlo, okay. So yeah, but he loved his daughter also, right? So this is very important. The spiritual realm is the greater thing. The whole teaching is of the spirit man. All that is to bring to awareness, bring your spirit man come to life, right? That no more you are one person ruled by the senses. God will never use and not say will never cannot use a person who is still locked under the five senses, like Moses. Right? He was born, raised up in the Egyptian court. That means the world. Can God use him when he was about forty? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cannot be used because his mindset, his everything was based on Egypt, the world. And God had to take him out 40 years in the wilderness, renew his mind, <laughs> feel him. He meditated as he became a shepherd, <laughs> right? Just talk to the sheep and talk to God until he became 40 years. God humbled him and changed his whole mindset. And then now, at 80 years old, uh, John Nochet Rich, coming soon. God used him and said, Now is the time. Go and deliver my children. Yeah? So, it's, if our spirit man is not built, God wants to use you also very hard. Okay? They all live their lives on earth. They didn't, all these heroes didn't live somewhere in the sky. <laughs> they said, wow, they're all different. Huh? Abraham lived you know, in heaven. Uh, Sarah different, so and so. Paul, apostle. No, they all live on earth. 
are you living on the same place as we live in? Okay, so there are no different. The Bible says that Elijah was a man, Elijah the prophet, was a man with like passions like all of us. Right, but he had God. He believed his God. Um, who belong, but those, how did they live their life? As those who belong to another realm. We believers today in Christ belong to another realm. Don't look, live exactly like your neighbor lived who doesn't know Jesus. Like you lived in the past, like just a normal human being, subject to fear, to guilt, to shame, to laziness. <laughs> of meditation okay you are you belong to another realm god's realm that's what born again it means born from above yeah john and shalom have been born again born from above you belong to heavenly realm right jesus said pray this prayer what did he say to the right father in heaven hallowed be thy name yeah so it is about the kingdom of god that we belong to that we why god didn't kill you rebecca after you received the lord because he wants you to live here as from heaven yeah to do a work for him yeah which only you can do okay remember this i am not born from here i'm from another realm right it's just i'm given this body to do something in this world preach the gospel and save souls for clearly, those who live this way are longing for the appearing of a heavenly city. And if their hearts were still remembering what they left behind, they would found, have found an opportunity to go back. But Abraham said, they are just sojourners, pilgrims on this passing by. Don't waste this time. But they couldn't turn back for their hearts were fixed on what is far greater. That is the heavenly realm far greater not just looking for a place to live in in heaven okay but if you see that place where jesus said you know to the disciples right i have let my peace be with you i go there and prepare yeah he's preparing the mansions for us right but occupy till i come <laughs> you know say sleep till i come okay and then wait for the sleep a transfer to your new home no though he give it to us by his grace we, want, we love him and appreciate him. So on this earth, we want to serve the Lord. Yeah? It's far greater. Their hearts were fixed. May all your hearts be fixed. Fixed means fixed. <laughs> no, one day here, one day there, that's not fixed. <laughs> okay? One day, the nail move, move, drop down. Okay? Fixed permanently, nailed to the cross. All our old desires, our old dreams nailed to the cross in jesus because he's our savior no one died for you i didn't die for you jesus christ died for you yeah he is your lord and therefore have your heart fixed on far greater whoa greater glory greater reward greater the heavenly realm so because of this because their hearts were fixed on what is far greater see measure compare is this life far greater or the heavenly realm Serving the Lord far greater or serving your boss? Which one more greater? The most he can give you is a bonus. <laughs> he cannot give you a mansion for eternity. He cannot give you new life. He cannot give you peace. He cannot give you joy or healing. But God, 
Because of this, God is not ashamed in any way to be called their God for He has prepared a heavenly city for them. Yeah, Woo. God is not ashamed to say, I'm the God of Linda Tan. Yeah, because she set her heart fixed on what is far greater, the heavenly realm. That's why God brought you here today to reinstate and tell you again the purpose of your life is to serve Him. Right, the far greater. Yeah? God is not ashamed. God is not ashamed to identify himself as the God of Esther, as the God of John, Shalom, Rebecca's, Hannah's, Abigail, Elijah. You think the God of this universe, why should he bother about you and me who deserve hell? But he loves us so much. He, he appeared. He said, I am the God of Lydia. Don't mess with my daughter Lydia. Whoever mess with her, <laughs> your heavenly father, right? Faith is the substance, a title deed of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, the evidence of things not seen. I don't have much time, but this is what the greater thing is for, the heavenly realm, a realm that we live by faith. It's a title deed, it's not Aga, aga, maybe happen, maybe not. It's the real thing. Don't be deceived by the devil anymore. That what you see is the real thing. That this life is the real thing. It's only temporary. The faith is believing what your eyes cannot see. Faith comprehend aspect what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. If not yet manifested, the blessing not yet manifested, don't bother. Because the most important faith is the assurance, the title deed. Your building that you buy, not yet manifested, right? Not ready yet, not fully developed. But do you believe that you have a building after you signed and paid and got the title deed? Yeah, the title deed is the assurance. The title deed is God's word. Your assurance of get divinely guaranteed. And this kind of faith, the man of old gained divine approval. The man and woman of old and the man and woman of today, right? Who can see beyond the horizon of the limited life so we're going to finish i refuse to be ashamed by the wonderful message of god's liberating power unleashed in us through christ i'm thrilled to preach with every that everyone who believes is saved the jew first and the people everywhere thank god the lord brought us back to see the god of the jews is our god the gospel unveils a continual revelation of god's righteousness a perfect righteousness given to us who believe it moves us from receiving life through faith. Every one of us receives the new life through faith, right? Now, this is the part that not many move into. To the power of living by faith. Ah, to enter into the greater things, we need to enter here. From receiving life through faith, move forward to the power of living how? By faith, not by senses. Not by fear, not by the carnal mind. Live by faith. Faith is just now the title tip. Believing God's word, the assurance, divinely assured. This is what the scriptures means, right? Uh, we are right to God by life-giving faith. Our Paul says what I fight the fight of faith. Your life today onwards is a life of faith. But where does how does faith come? <laughs> Hearing the word of God. What is the next one? Okay. All right. Before that, I just want to share a little bit here. Okay. 
faith comes by him. If it's so important that the Bible says we are supposed to live the victorious life by faith, right? And faith comes by hearing. So that's why I push you all to do meditation, where you hear God's word daily basis. And I just want to share this, uh, this incident where I went to see the doctor. That means meditating and eating the word is your part, right? I cannot eat for you, right? Your mother cannot eat for you, right? Your daddy cook already. If you all don't eat, can he eat for you? I say, okay, Esther don't want to eat now, eat Esther's share, and then she will become strong. Okay, Rebecca don't want to eat, I eat Rebecca's share, and Rebecca will become strong. Lydia don't want to eat, okay, I eat her or not. <laughs> they have to eat in order to be strong. So what happened when I went to see the doctor that day when I had a fracture in my wrist, uh, happened already. Then after that, he fixed it. I said, I didn't want surgery. Fine. So he fixed it and then put in a sling and a cast. And I think about two weeks later, first or second appointment, he said, new bones grow. So praise the Lord, new bones have grown. And then the last appointment, he said, okay, now 90% the, the risk. But the problem is the side effect of uh, the sling and the cast will cause all the muscles to become stiff because never used for five weeks. For me, it was five weeks. Listen carefully. Uh. Never used for five weeks. <laughs> okay. So then he told me, okay, now my part is done. The doctor said, I've done my part. Your bones are okay already. Now it's up to you and the physiotherapist. It's up to you. How you want to end up with this hand fully used or to what extent it will come back to use is up to me. How? By doing the exercises. And I heard it very clear. I don't need him to repeat. But I have to repeat to you all. <laughs> many, many times. Oh. Jesus Christ has already done his part. He has finished the work of redemption. Holy Spirit already came. You've been baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, it's up to you. You want right, to move into the greater things, you need to eat. You need to feed your spirit man daily. Not just weekly, one time, few hours. Daily, it's up to you. Oh, the doctor only told me one time. So what happened? What I did? Actually, when you haven't used the hand, I didn't realize that, you know, we thought that the, the wrist bones broke. So it will only affect this part. It actually, because of the cast, it affects the whole arm, the whole movement, you know, every part, muscle and movement totally was like, this is, this hand, why is it so heavy one? And then I have to force myself because I don't have the energy, the strength anymore. Five weeks didn't use. So up to me, that means I have to, it's so easy after five weeks, I got used to my using my left hand already to do a lot of things. And this hand, I just like, you know, leave it because I try to do painful. But when it said it's up to you now, I force myself, even how painful it is to even flush the toilet. You know, normal is just automatic press. You don't feel anything. I don't have the strength, but if I press it, I can feel the pain run up all the way up to here because this arm never used before, never used for five weeks. So can you understand? 
right? If you don't meditate and don't use the word of God, don't act upon the word of God, it won't. It will become non-usable. <laughs> the word of God will be kept where archive. <laughs> Do you want to put God's word in archive, or you're going to use it? It may be a little bit difficult to your senses in the beginning, right? I meditate. Ah, I don't feel anything. Ah, I say out oh, only God's word. I don't feel anything. Ah, I feel pain. Ah, it's like the body resisting. Remember your five senses resisting that way that God said meditate to get into the promised land. Joshua one eight told the new generation of warriors, not warriors, the warriors all that already. <laughs> the new generation that was to get into the land of milk and honey where there are giants and all that that doesn't want you to enter into the promises of God to conquer the cities for, for Jesus they are there right and then you have to fight them got, got strength or not right when the enemy tell you lies you say <laughs> okay lah no need to do lah <laughs> right you believe all the lies I'm not good enough lah but if you start to meditate, you start to use God's word, you start to act upon it, whether it be tithing, offering, witnessing, and all that, what will happen? The more you use, the more power flow through your life. And God raise you up. And you become one of the conquerors, one of the warriors of Joshua. Joshua said, tell them, God said, tell them, meditate on my word. This word of the law, which is of the Torah instructions, shall not depart out of your mouth. Your mouth. <laughs> On Sunday, <laughs> Sunday always Christians speak God's word one. <laughs> Correct. Sunday, yeah, by his stripes I'm healed. Sunday only. <laughs> because the pastor said by his stripes they are healed, you say amen. Right? You are rich. Amen. So on Sunday they they will speak God's word. Then other days, I your charm law. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go on MC uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm going to sick again. Uh, you know, this disease has been with my parents and parents and parents. So happened, they're not speaking God's word anymore. Joshua for the conquerors, he said what? To going to live in the land of milk and honey. He says, this word of the word of the Torah, of the instructions of God shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate. Meditate is haga. Haga means aloud. Okay, speak aloud. On it, day and night. No, on it, one hour a day. <laughs> day and night, it means all the time. You will end up being conscious of God all the time, not as Agugu, not as a baby, all right, but able to hear God telling you what to do in your service for Him. Go and pray for this person. Go out and share the gospel. He can speak to you as a son, as a servant of God. Okay, but first you can start with Agugu, it's fine. All right, receive first the milk and then come to the place where you're able to save others. Day and night, so that so that you can put it into your archive <laughs> so that you will observe to do according to all according to whatever you choose you like don't like one don't do no according to all that is of course we need to learn what is law what is grace huh? that is a teaching then that is written in it for when then if you have do all these few things meditate speak from your mouth Observe to do, act upon that word. According to all this. For then 
make your way prosperous and you shall have good success just like joseph and all that so even when you are going through whatever they seem look like hardship in the physical actually god is preparing for your success right in life all right the greater things that he has prepared for his sons and daughters amen, amen. okay should we Wait, uh, the glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former. Okay, see this. God, whether we want to be part of this or not, God is still going to do it. Okay, God has said it. So there will be a glory in his house in the different parts of the world, different uh, churches or gatherings who honor him, all right, who want the word and the spirit. God's glory will come down. So it's whether we, you want to be part of it or not. You choose. All right? With the Holy Spirit. It's coming before Jesus come. It's happening all over the world. And the last one is, with God, your future will be greater than your past. Amen? All of you, I believe, choose. Choose to, come, to be part of the last revival of the greater glory. When God pour down, it will not be you. You're so filled with God. His presence come down, miracles, signs, and wonders happening. People getting saved, right? As we choose to be part of this greater glory and also the greater things in your life. Amen? Okay. Can